0: Roses are red, violets are purple, not blue. Looking for a home? You know what to do. If your heart is set on the home of your dreams, let's find your love nest. Call the Sharp Mortgage Team. No need for Cupid, arrows, or bows. Just a cozy house where such happiness grows. Whether it's a cottage, a condo, or a mansion grand, our team is here to lend a helping hand imagine a kitchen where you cook up delights or a backyard oasis under the stars at night with rates getting as sweet as candy hearts home is where the real romance starts forget the cards the flowers and the candies a home of your own would be just dandy so this valentine's day let's start a plan to talk about your loan we'll give you a hand no more renting let's make a fresh start and turn a house into a piece of your heart. Happy Valentine's Day wishes made for two from the Sharp Mortgage Team. We're here for you. This is the Triad Podcast Network. All right, everyone. We're not quite there yet, but as we always do in February, you get these days that start to feel like spring, right? You get this false spring and you think, Oh man, are are we done with winter? The groundhog didn't see a shadow, or did see a shadow? I don't know which one means which anymore. But I mean, look there there is there is nothing that means spring more than talking real estate, right? Uh, Blake, we are we gonna be in an early spring? Is spring still on the? It's gonna come at the normal time. I mean, that's when people start thinking about buying and selling homes. Spring is when it gets absolutely nuts in a lot of ways. Uh, Blake Ginther from the Ginther Group in Winston-Salem, our real estate expert and does our real estate podcast every month here on the network. Uh, Blake,
1: how are you? Are we in an early spring? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I would say we definitely were those first three weeks of January. Honestly, I, I, I thought I was, commented that it felt like we were in March. Um, in those first three weeks, then we had that typical like crazy cold stretch followed by random warm rain, um, mm-hmm. and and nothing will make people uh stay in in Winston Salem than both of those things, <laughs> so yeah. uh, you know we about a two week stretch of crazy cold for a week and then like just straight rain for a week, uh uh-huh. um, and and it slowed things down. We're starting to see it pick back up again. Uh, but that's that's not uncommon for this time of year. And as it, as as we sit here now and, and approaching mid February, it definitely is feeling um, like I'm having more conversations around real estate. And it's I've I've talked with several folks who are definitely selling this spring. So it de- it does feel like it's picking up. Uh, we, we are going to have I think a warmer February than we had last year, um, and that that also. Typically does help real estate. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about it, though. I mean, rates ticking up a little bit, it might actually push those who are waiting. A lot of people have been waiting for the rate to drop, as, as we said right before we hit record. Yeah. And, and uh, they're disappointed, right? They're disappointed that it's actually going the other way. Yeah. Okay, so where
0: are interest rates as we speak today. We're recording this on the 8th of February. What are they today?
1: Uh, Most of them, and again, they vary because the Fed didn't, you know, they didn't drop rates. They didn't raise them either, but people understand, need to understand the rate that there's not a direct correlation. There's a correlation, but not a direct. And so some, a lot of mortgage industries raised their rate because they lowered them anticipating the Fed lowering theirs. So when the Fed didn't, they, some of some raised back up near a seven. We were in the mid sixes. Now on average, I think you're seeing around seven, but you can still get in the, in the upper sixes with certain products and certain lenders. Okay. And let's see, there's a so many questions
0: I have about interest rates, but um, because it's, it's, it's fascinating. How many people are out there that are waiting like you said, that are waiting for interest rates to go down before pulling the trigger on something.
1: It's funny. you you Before you finish the sentence, I was like, you know, you're old if you find interest rates fascinating, Adam. Oh, uh, yeah. You, fascinating and in interest rates in the same sentence. <laughs> you finished the sentence. He didn't mean that interest rates are fascinating. I mean, there are what's what maybe is they are. I don't know. I mean, I mean. I guess if if they are, then you know, that's how you know you're old. And I am a little fascinated by them because they directly correlate to my life uh, as it pertains to real estate. I mean, I do think there's a lot of people timing. That's why I said before we hit record, I feel like there's a lot of folks timing the market or, you know, should I do this, you know, and they're and. Interest rates are playing a big factor, and and you know one of the lenders who you who you have on Triad um, Podcast Network, Ashley McKenzie Sharp, did you know put out there in social that she doesn't think we're going to see fives anytime soon. I don't either. I just don't think our rates, our um, inventories across the country, but specifically locally, are going to get low enough. Uh, excuse me, high enough to drop into the fives. Cause that if we get into the fives now, we would have a bonanza of a spring. Um, I think, and I don't think that's good considering we still don't have enough inventory. So if you're waiting for fives, you're definitely not You're going to be disappointed for 2024. So basically you're punting to 2025. And as I said, again, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know if our inventory is going to get high enough that they're going to need to go into the fives. Uh, therefore, I don't know why they would. Yeah. Are, are you seeing that, that there are just a lot of people
0: out there that, I mean, it, it it doesn't really get into specifics when you say, well, I'm waiting for interest rates to go down before I, before I purchase a home. But are you seeing that there are a lot of people out there that are saying what I, we kind of saw when Ashley put the question out there, which is when rates get back into the fives, then I'll, I'll get back
1: into the game. Are you seeing that a lot? Um, yeah I think I am seeing a fair amount of people who have put themselves on the sidelines due to pricing uh, you know price costs and then affordability of you know not just what the home costs but what they're they're able to afford via via rates um and i I think that you know Ashley talks about it on her podcast. I'll throw it out there in new construction in particular we're gonna start we are gonna see I think some two one buy downs. I think where people are going to wrap in closing costs, seller paid closing costs, only a seller can pay for it, a buyer cannot, where they wrap in a temporary purchase uh, down of their rate and they get that money back, right? So if if the rates drop and everybody's wrong and we somehow do go into the fives quickly, they can refinance and they'll get all that. You know, On a $550,000 house, we're talking about $13,000. So, and all they're doing is, up front paying the extra interest of those two years, mm-hmm. which makes it more affordable. And, and most people feel confident that rates will be lower in the future. But I we don't know what that looks like. Is it is does lower mean six? Does lower mean five and a half? Five? And and again, not this year, maybe next year, but maybe not until 2026. Because, like you
0: said they're not just going to lower rates to lower rates. There has to be a reason to do it. I mean, we saw that the feds increased interest rates because we needed to put a slow to inflation, right? Yeah. And yeah. and in this case, as it pertains to real estate interest rates, um, if the inventory is low, then you don't need to motivate people to
1: buy more homes. And so you're not going to lower interest rates, right? That's right. And, and as we sit here on, on the 8th, I want to say like, so everyone's going, well, why would I buy? Right. Why should I buy right now with higher rates? You know, and if you're renting, well, that's a reason enough most likely to want to buy. But also I think that uh, I've been saying this, we still are in the mid fives in Forsyth County inventory wise. I anticipate that we will be lower, probably mid fours in, in March and April. And that's not good for buyers, right? When we get below five hundred inventory of active homes of in Forsyth County, that's not enough. Really, Mm -hmm. we would prefer eight hundred. Realtors would prefer eight, eight, nine hundred, because that's a level market. Yeah, five fifty is still low, and if we get below that, which I'm anticipating we will here in the in the coming weeks, really, what buyers need to hear is is you still have a better chance, right? And everybody's heard date the rate, yada, yada. I feel like we've beat that drum, but I don't think they understand truly that if they get a better interest rate, they're going to have a different problem. Yeah. So you almost have to pick your poison, right? Yeah.
0: When inventory was low before, it was because interest rates were so low and there were so many buyers out there, but it's it's different this year, right? Inventor- right? Inventory is yeah. low and- there aren't as many buyers because they're scared away by interest rates.
1: Yeah, or they've already purchased, or they've already signed a lease, or they're not sure if they're going to, you know, be moving. Yada yada. And there is definitely, you know, some of that, like s- some economic factors. But we did have the Winston Salem Forsyth County uh, economics uh, somebody on that on their team come to a, a discussion, a roundtable on Tuesday, and it was interesting to hear the growth of Forsyth County. And the and that's the the number one question I ask people around here. I go, listen, do you think more people are moving to Winston Salem or moving away?
0: Hmm.
1: And the answer is a resounding every time moving to. Yeah. And then I go, so tell me again why why your plan is wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's going to be less competition. And and, and you, do you see a ton of new construction? Like we're not that city that's overbuilding. We're not. It's time to get serious about your
0: financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one we recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336 701 Get comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors, retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satera is under separate ownership from any other
1: named entity. Anyhow, I think, you know, the other thing that we, I'm hearing a lot of clients who are kind of putting themselves on the sideline about moving primary primary homes they're going, but I might consider purchasing a, a rental, mm. right? An investment property. That's very common right now. Yeah. Um, and and I would say their needle needs to drastically move if they were considering this several years ago and they haven't re- re- re-engaged recently. Because, I mean, I just bought my first rental property since 2020. And I paid probably... Eighty thousand dollars more. So, which, which you know, is essentially, honestly, forty 30, percent, thirty-five to forty percent more than what I was comfortable mentally paying for this home, mm. given my investment, my purchasing of investment properties prior to 2020, 2020 and earlier. Yeah, and things have changed quite a
0: bit since then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have. I mean, the, a brick ranch that I love, a good old brick ranch with hardwood floors. You know that needed a ton of updates uh, in Winston in a desirable, well, good equity growth opportunity zone um, would have been a hundred to one hundred and thirty, hundred and forty thousand dollars pre COVID, and now I just paid two hundred five. Yeah. And by the way, I after I spend, you know, and you don't have to do this. My M O is typically to upfront and, you know, inject more capital to make it prettier, to get a better tenant, you know, get better rent, but also a better tenant. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, and I'm putting, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, 15 to 20, it's probably going to be closer to $25,000 worth of improvements into the home because it's, again, it will get me a, it, it's investments, and by the way, I say that do the math right. 205, two hundred five, two hundred. Let's say twenty five thousand. I'm in two thirty. I could sell the home tomorrow for three hundred. You know, as soon as I'm done renovating it, it's it's a three hundred thousand dollar home. Yeah. So I've I've got equity. Right. I've built seventy thousand dollars worth of equity. Yeah. Pretty much instantaneously, and and it cash flows from an, an investment perspective, and you know all all because I was willing. To do two things, get my hands dirty, but buy when nobody else was willing to buy, which was in January, early January.
0: Yeah. And and the other thing, too, is you never said to yourself, you, you, you mentioned like you paid more than you would have paid for that home several years ago. Yeah. But you didn't say to yourself, well, I'm just going to wait till the price comes back down. I'm, I'm going to wait a little while and see if I can get it at a better price
1: in six months or a year. I, I, I know that def- wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? And I know that definitively. And and I think that's the number one thing I want. If people are listening to this, you know, I, I assure you that I'm I'm not not being braggadocious about buying a rental property at all. I'm just I'm quite the opposite. I'm saying I had to get over, you know, the my uh, my what used to be my ability to buy properties on the cheap, mm-hmm. right? That two hundred and five thousand dollars for a ranch is now in a, in a desirable location is now on the cheap. That's yeah. the new on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Cause you said it would
0: probably sell for a lot more than that now. Yeah. I mean, I, after, I, after you're done with, with your work.
1: Correct. And I, and for the record, a lot of, I'm not handy, right at all. My, my, my handiness comes with this and I'm showing a pen as we do this podcast. <laughs> and you know, I am, I am writing checks to improve this home. And um and ultimately I'm helping a client buy her first rental property she closes tomorrow and I'm doing the same for her, right I'm I'm helping her utilize my contacts um and and she closes I've got things lined up. she's gonna get a new roof put on for like half of the cost of what she was anticipating what her roofer told her um uh, my guy Ronnie's Ron, doing a, a, a an awesome re-roof this tiny little house for like $4,300. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Whoa. I know. It's amazing. And she got a quote for like 78. So she she's happy Yeah, to know my guy. I hope he does a good job now. He better. And, you know, painters, you know, that's it's our job. We say it all the time. It's my job to be Google for my clients. I just want them to know they're going to have to reset her expectations. She's buying a $216,000 house. Little tiny little ranch in a great location. It's going to cash flow, and um, you know she is going to have to infuse some money into it. She doesn't have to; she's choosing to to get a better tenant, get a better rent. Um, and it's not sexy, and and she realized, you know, that pre COVID this was a hundred hundred and forty thousand dollar house, hundred fifty thousand dollar house tops. Mm-hmm.
0: What are the things, and I would imagine being willing to do the work and get your hands dirty is that is near the top of the list but what are some of the things that people use as reasons not to get involved in the investment
1: property game i think they think about the thought of being a landlord sounds terrible to most people yeah and and i would say i mean I, yeah I, I get it but that's why you hire a property manager I my property my property management company does all of my rentals and uh 180 or 190 others um and they take everything from start start to finish. They get your tenant. They check on the home's well being. They read. They renew leases. They you know. Um. They they do start to start to finish everything, and you know, and and they are well worth the ten percent, right? I go. So if you got a two thousand dollar home rental, you make eighteen hundred, but you never have to do anything with it. Right, you're as a landlord, you just get your money,
0: other than other than pay for the cost of anything that might need to be repaired. Correct, but they yeah. but they can, but they but they contract it and they yeah. they line it up. They they get it all figured out. They're the ones that the tenants call when, hey, it's the
1: middle of July and my AC just went out. And and what they're they're starting a new program, and I I totally agree with it. And I think that some people are going to struggle with this mindset, but they're actually going to start taking a uh, uh, upfront lump sum. Of a of uh to to keep people from having to feel nickel and dimed on minor repairs. There's still people are still going to approve the minor repairs, but bottom line is remove the headache of having to pay for anything. Yada yada, which I think is super smart because there's always every year there's a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. Just because you don't
0: want to be a landlord, yes, you might be able to retain that that ten percent. But even if you don't want to be a landlord, doesn't mean you can't. Find something here. How, how do how do people tend to? I mean, look, because with the investment, you've got to be able to find the money to be able to to actually invest.
1: Yeah, well, and that's I think most people have opened up home equity lines of credit, right? I mean, if 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 somebody, everybody has a, anybody who bought a home several years ago has
0: you've got equity. equity. You've got you equity. got equity.
1: <laughs> so you have a home equity line of credit. Um, you know. It's supposed to be, by the way, improvements on your home, but, you know, just don't quote me on it. But the reality is people use equity lines for a variety of things and it is yours to do what as you see fit. And if you have $100,000 in this example, right, in the example I just gave of equity, just untapped, you could easily buy a $200,000 home for essentially $50,000 Right, 25,000 25% down payment, which is typical of an investment property loan, which by the way, you get eight of. Yeah. Um, you you got fifty thousand dollars, and let's just use my example. And you and I had I had twenty-five thousand dollars worth of improvements, right? So you you took seventy-five thousand dollars out of your equity line. You're gonna basically in a three-month period, um that you can easily refinance now. I just I mean, my home will appraise for that I bought for 200 and you know 150 down and then 25 in so I I my I can refinance mm-hmm. for realistically again 75% of 300 is what let me do that math real quick 300,000 I was
0: told there would be no math in this episode Sorry
1: sorry so you would you would refinance for 225 boom the 150 note that you had on that property is now $225,000 Right, you're still cash flowing because that's fully amortized now. That seventy five thousand dollars gap that you took from your home equity line paid off, and you own a property. People go, "All right, Blake, but do I really want to own a property?" All right, let's follow this through. It's worth you gain seventy thousand dollars of equity right now. I promise you that a three hundred thousand dollar home in a in a in a location that is high equity growth. Like full example, any anything near the hospitals, anything near Ardmore, yeah, right. And you had a home, right? That right. Anything in that area, it will gain. If the if Winston in general is three or four percent, it will gain minimum that, probably more. Mm-hmm. And fast forward over in fifteen years from now, my three hundred thousand dollar home, I promise you, will be north of five hundred. Jeez, right? yeah, it will be. It will be. Fast yeah. forward fast forward 15 years thereafter, right? So 30 years later, that this home, this little $300,000 ranch will be north of 750. Yeah. And 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 let's just say I'm I'm I'll be 44 this year. Let's just say that uh you know, I die when I'm 80 and my kids inherit a home that I bought, right? All in back in 2024 uh for 220 I think two two thirty. I'm all yeah. in two thirty. Yeah. They and somebody else paid off the note. The note's completely free and clear. My kids inherit a product that is eight hundred and fit, you know plus thousand dollars. Right. They're, they're it's an eight hundred thousand dollar gain for them. And people go, oh yeah, but Uncle Sam's going to get that. Mm, okay, that's another podcast. But you would have a family. You would have a family estate. Yep. And and right now the family estate wealth is I believe eight or nine or is it eleven? It's something really high. I think they are projecting that to come down. Trump raised it to like eleven something. That you your estate can pass along eleven million dollars worth of assets, and that could come down back you know back down to five or six million. Whatever. Okay. You do Still going to be well underneath that with just that one home you're talking about, right? Yeah. And go buy one or two, right? Go go buy a couple. If you have if you have three kids, go buy three over time. Mm-hmm. And now they all inherit eight hundred thousand dollars or more when you die. Yeah. And and you will it correctly and and it's not taxed. And they can either keep it and get that monthly rental or they can cash out, right? And it's up to them.
0: Yeah. I mean that's uh it's a pretty nice little life insurance policy, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> which by the way people which should the, do too. right? Yeah, do that yeah, too. Yeah. But this is just another another thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought interest rates were going to be the most fascinating part of this podcast, but I I've, I've been proven wrong. That was yeah. a great that was a great explanation. If if people want of all the podcasts that we've done Blake over the years, if people want a good 5 to 10 minute sample of why Blake is such an expert in this field, just go listen to the last 5 minutes of this
1: podcast, (laughs) where I rambled. No, it wasn't rambling, rambling.
0: man. It was, it was (laughs) sound advice. It was great. It was, I was just absorbing it. I don't know if I could repeat it all back to you. I mean, I have to go back and listen to it a couple of (laughs) times to, to make sure that I understand all of it, but it, it makes sense. And um, so look, if, if you're, if you're a buyer and you're not finding what you want and you're not necessarily in a place where you have to move, there's another thing you could try.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I want everyone to know that I have a BFA in theater, so I am not a genius. So if I can figure this stuff out, <laughs> I promise you, you can.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he look, he had to break out his calculator on his phone to do. I sure did of that to do seventy five percent of three hundred thousand, and so it's pretty, fine. Pretty simple math. Should have known it right away. Didn't. <laughs> nope. Neither did I. Neither did I. That's okay. We got there. Um. All right. Well, Blake, this has been. This has been great. If people want to get in the game in whatever way, shape, or form, and have realized that, yeah, if I'm trying to wait till interest rates go down to to buy a home or become a buyer, I'll be waiting a long time, and I don't want to wait that long. Yeah. How do they? How do they reach out to you?
1: So go visit our new website, which looks so much better. Oh. embarrassed to say theginthergroup.com. Theginthergroup.com. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's how you find us on the interwebs, or you can give us a shout at 36-283-8689, 283-8689.
0: And right there, the, uh, the the great picture of you and your entire team right at the top of the, of the website. Uh, man, that's a good looking group right there. Hmm. Good stuff, man. Uh, very informative, very educational. Um, I know you got a big week for you and the fam coming up. So man, all the best. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Take care.